Welcome, soccer fans, to the State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis Urbano, and in today's show, we are going to be talking about the win that we just got at Detroit, probably the best uh, away game we've had this season so far, and we're literally recording minutes after the match ended, and it's probably a first on the podcast because we've never done that. We don't typically have early games, and last time we had an early game, Jared was away, so of course we didn't want him rushing to his uh, hotel right after that uh, Red Bulls 2 match. So let's go ahead and introduce our co-hosts today. Uh, y'all's favorite hosts on the show here, Sharon and Jared. First, uh, let's go over to you, Jared, um, because I, I typically go with Sharon first, but uh, let me let me go with you first for this one. How's it going? I only got two words tonight. Vamos España. <laughs> The Spain connection comes through tonight. Damia Villader and Keiko just get the job done in Detroit. It's a hit it and quit it. Let's take the three points back back to Sacramento. So it's, it's an excellent night. How, how are you doing, Sharon? Well, considering that I'm still working off the anesthesia, not really working it off. You know, I'm trying to walk every hour for a bit. Um, I think I'm okay. I mean, I did some really silly things yesterday. I don't know if you guys want the gory details, but it made me laugh. You know what? Yeah. If you'd like to share it with uh, the audience, then go for it. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you know you're still on anesthesia, even after you've come home. I put a handful of trail mix in my mouth, and my sister reminded me that I needed, needed to take a Tylenol. So I had nuts in the mouth, pulled the lid off the Tylenol thing, put the Tylenol in my hand, and put the Tylenol in my mouth. <laughs> And then put another handful of nuts in my mouth. And then I'm chewing. And it's like, what is this hard thing? It was like, I didn't even realize that I didn't drink water for the Tylenol. I literally just threw it in with the nuts. And then I had to spit everything up. But I mean, what a goob. I've never done that. So I think that's anesthesia. This is the worst cashew I've ever tasted. (laughs) And I bit into it. So it was really bitter. My mouth was like bitter for the longest time. (laughs) Damn damn these Kirkland uh, trail mixes. (laughs) I'm writing writing a serious letter to Costco. (laughs) Well, what are they putting in trail mixes these days? I know Costco does wholesale, but man, they need to do a better job at (laughs) watching what they put in those bags. (laughs) It's either that or I, ha- I should have had my sister coming around and slapping my hands when she saw that I was just shoving a Tylenol in my face and then crunching it, it's, it with nuts and raisins and, you know, all that other good stuff. It's like, what a dope. So, yeah, that's my life. It's what you do when you don't have water nearby, right? You just <laughs> I had the water. It was right yeah, there. Yeah. I knew I had to take the Tylenol with the water. But I went, I just, whatever. I don't think I'll ever do that again. <laughs> all right guys uh, but otherwise i'm doing fine and after watching today's game which i think i watched pretty much um those goals like jared just said that spanish connection that we've mm. been talking about for the last couple podcasts that spanish connection is real it's a deal yeah that that connection we've been talking about for a while now is uh now taking place and hope oh, we can't wait for the rest of the season because these guys are starting to really understand each other and and whatnot so great job from our spaniards tonight well before we go to glosses of gratitude um 
just got our social medias as usual at state republic 12 on facebook twitter instagram also on youtube as well go ahead and give us a follow there and subscribe to us on our youtube channel it's going to happen sometime this season but we're trying to work on a little mini documentary of sorts uh with one of sac republic players and basically their story and how they became a professional and whatnot so be on the lookout on YouTube. It's going to happen sometime, as I mentioned, and we're just trying to figure out details and whatnot, but we're going to make it happen. It's going to be a really interesting uh, little thing that we're going to be releasing on our YouTube channel. So if you haven't yet, go subscribe to it so you can find out when that gets posted or just follow us on socials and we'll definitely be uh, sharing the link there to the YouTube video as well. All right, let's go ahead and go to Golossos of Gratitude. And let's first uh, go to you, Sharon. What, what do you have for us today? Huh. So I really have to first give Golossos of Gratitude to the players, you know, for um, for Dami and Keko for, you know, the goals that they scored that were just brilliant. I mean, we brought them in to score goals and they're doing it. So happy about that and very grateful. And then grateful for Danny Vidiolo. My God, he still is in the beyond golden glove he's on the beyond golden club mentality or award he's golden body let's face it the dude the dude knows what he's doing back there and he gives us a lot of uh um what do you call confidence yeah he's he gives us confidence as fans and then my real galazos of gratitude aside from soccer my friend rudy who woke up at 4 a.m to drive me to my surgery yesterday and then to my sister um, who drove me home and then st- stuck around for a wee bit and made sure that I was okay before she left. So big time galazos of gratitude there and to everybody who wished me well on the surgery. And aside from a little bit of pain from having a, a what, I don't know, a lipoma tumor removed from my rib cage in the front, that's very painful. I will tell you, anybody who has to have a large thing removed from under their skin, be ready for quite a bit of pain. Um, in healing because for women it's in a really lousy spot so thank you to everybody who helped and gave me well wishes jared all right well on the field i i gotta echo your uh, galosses of gratitude especially to our rose gold himself danny v brilliant once again keep it everything out uh whether it be just a simple kick or just uh, amazing acrobatics, Danny V is getting the job done again. I mean, at, at this point, we could open up a hotel and he could be the housekeeping manager with all the clean sheets he's serving out the, this season so far. And of course, uh, to you know, our players, especially Keiko and Adami, you know, pull, pulling through in a heavily uh, populated uh, road match, especially as deep as Detroit uh, was. I mean, we saw their fans like so many of their matches so far coming out in droves. And then as far as off the soccer field, uh, I definitely want to give a uh, glasses of gratitude to the foot doc uh, here in Avondale, Arizona. I had my appointment to have my post New York foot issue looked at. Finally, thankfully there was nothing broken, nothing major. Um, the tendon that would support my arch. If I even had an arch because I'm flat feet, uh, had been working double time apparently. And uh, as, as some of you may know, I'm not exactly in my twenties. So eventually that uh, work is going to catch up, but uh, 
I was able to get to some orthotics and I even asked specifically, am I good to go for flying? And he said, there's really no issue. So you know, I'm, I'm going to be good for going to uh, Monterey in a couple of weeks, uh, Sacramento uh, a couple of weeks after that. And then also uh, now officially to both Vegas in August and then a side trip to San Jose for Labor Day. You do realize, Jared, that you may be from Arizona, the guy who has traveled for away matches more than anybody else. Uh, you know, uh, Scott Bradford, you know, maybe he has a few extra away matches on under his belt. But that was great. And I like the fact, and Luis, you're next. I like the fact that we've gone from Joseph A. Banks to a hotel manager person, you know, who does the housekeeping for all the clean sheets. I kind of, these uh, visuals, they, they run through our mind. I mean, last year was Joseph A. Banks. This year's not. So thank you for that. Yeah, I mean, we, we definitely have folks to thank for that. Uh, and then also, Scott is actually going to be coming here to Arizona in October for the uh, Central Valley Fuego versus FC Tucson match. So we're we're definitely going to be taking that match in. That's so cool. That's so cool to be together on that kind of stuff. So very cool. Luis, what are your galazas of gratitude? So my, my first one's actually going to go out to uh, Mercy Hospital for taking uh, good care of you, Sharon. Uh, we yeah. really uh, appreciate that from them. And, and we're glad that, you know, th- things are, are good and that, you know, you got that taken care of. We, you know, we, we had you in, in our thoughts and, and we're glad everything uh, turned out good. Oh, my. Thank you so much. Another one goes out to uh, I mean, the entire team. You know, we, we've we've been saying some of these, I think, throughout the season so far. But I think a major shout outs to uh, Coach Briggs and really, you know, I, I've mentioned it here before, but, you know, end of last season, we didn't qualify for playoffs. And the, the guy sends me a message literally as I get home. Right. And I get home around like one in the morning and. You know, he promises us that we're going to have a much better team this season, a team that we're all going to really enjoy watching and, and all that. And so far, that's what we've been seeing. And we're clearly seeing how good of an eye he has and spotting good talent and being able to create great chemistry among the teams that he manages. And I'm really glad that the team gave him the, that boat of confidence to actually be able to be with the team this season as well, right? Because I'm sure it wasn't, an easy decision for the team to make, right? Because of course, you know, that was like the first time we didn't qualify for playoffs. And I know a lot of people had their thoughts and and a lot of people didn't want to see coach this season. Right. And so I'm glad that, you know, he's basically, you know, showing that he deserved to be with the team another season and heck, as long as we can have him around. Right. I mean, if he wants to be with us forever until he retires, then, you know, let's let's keep him forever. Um, but no matter what happens, you know, so far we've been seeing a good team and I have really no doubt that we're going to continue to see that good chemistry as the season goes on, regardless of what ends up happening at the end of the season. All right. Great. Well, that's uh, my glasses of gratitude. Uh, let's go ahead and get right to the game. 2-0 win at Detroit. Uh, we actually gave them their first ever loss at home. After 15 games, right? I mean, these guys had a pretty good run. And that's why when I gave my prediction, I, I said we would probably tie because it's not an easy place to, to get a win, as, as you all can see with, with that record that they had. But we did that. And not only did we do that, but here's a fun fact as well. Uh, out of 
17 games that Detroit had played before ours against California teams, they had never lost against a team from California. So they had 14 wins and three ties. So we delivered them their first ever loss against the California team. And this is going all the way back to their uh, NISA days as well. This uh, statistic here. So, you know, another statistic that we broke from theirs too, right? So yeah, another reason for us to feel really happy about this win because uh, we, we broke uh, some records here. But yeah. And, yeah, and you know, once the guys get a taste of breaking those kind of records, they get hungrier and hungrier mm. to do that everywhere they go. So we're, hope, we're hoping and for that momentum to continue all the way through the 21st. Please, 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 please. And then the rest <laughs> of the season, please. Yeah. Yeah, but please continue, especially on the 21st. I mean, that would be quite quite an epic record to, <laughs> to break, right? And uh, yeah, that'd be something else for us too. And of course, we've been breaking records before, right? Just being San Jose and, and just advancing in the Open Cup and, and all that. And, and a lot more before, right? Some clean sheets, uh, wins against teams we had never won before and all that. So amazing job. And, and let's let's keep at it. So let's take a look at the first goal. We, we got our, our Darth Vader once again being back on the score sheet. And if I remember correctly, I think he had scored in that Portland like win, right? Is that is that correct? And like the last, I time believe so. I believe yeah, so. I think you're right. Okay. You're, right, you're a stat time. man. You you always <laughs> know this stuff before we know it. Although Jared does the same statting, I just come along for the ride and then tell you what happens in the background. Just kidding. <laughs> um, so that that was the last. And the last time I think he'd scored in USL was that uh, tie right against Orange County. That another early goal there, by the way, right? And here yeah. he is uh, giving us a an early goal uh, away at Detroit and not only that too, right. But the guy took the ball from, I mean, it wasn't like, you know, midfield, right. But it was from a, a pretty far distance and he did what I usually ask players to do is just pull a shot, right. If you see an angle to do the shot, then try it. And who knows the goalkeeper might just leave it there. We'll get a rebound and you know, that that could also happen or we could get a corner kick. Right. But right. he, he went for it and Hey, he pulled the perfect shot right in the corner, right? What are you guys' thoughts? He was not afraid. He fired that thing off from Dearborn Heights, and he and he got it in the net. So that just shows you the confidence that he had in the shot. I mean, this is, once again, I, I've said this in, in the past this season, but we have got more confidence this season as far as getting shots off. I mean, last season, they, they, they could have been five inches in front of the net, and they didn't know if, if it would be good to shoot or not. But... These these boys are taking chances, and and a lot of times it's paying off. So great shot to, from Damia. I mean, he basically force choked the defense on this one with that Galazzo. It was it was a thing of beauty because I honestly thought he was going to continue to oops sorry dribble and you know or pass it, and to see him literally just fire off that shot, and my brain was like going. He's a little far out and oh, but that thing has power hit the power that he had on that ball made it so much easier for it to obviously go in the net and to escape the goalie because it was such, it was struck properly. And then little, just shortly after that, Keko tried to, to take, it was before he scored. He tried to take a shot on goal and that had power on it. And it was a left footed shot as well. So these guys are, are giving us these incredible um, speeds 
off off their foot and there uh was damias ended up being a daisy cutter like uh close to the ground um not so much keckos but uh definitely damias those are hard to, those are hard and those are hard to save as well you can ask danny videolo uh, the daisy cutter is one of the hardest balls to try to save um and i bet he'll say it they, they are they're really hard to save you know, I think no one probably imagined that he would be pulling the shot. That's why you didn't get right. any of the Detroit defenders actually doing anything. And right. yeah, he did something that, you know, I'm trying to think if we've had a shot from that distance, like this season. And I don't know if we've had a shot that far off. Luis Felipe had a distance Did shot. Have? Didn't he oh, have that okay. one from distance? Because um, he, he scored back to back in games, but I thought he had one earlier in the season that was from distance. I thought. Okay, he may have had one. Yeah, he may have had probably one. Yeah, I mean, he's one that also like just takes those chances and and does that. But yeah, yeah. Jared makes a good point. I mean, last season we kept telling the guys shoot the ball, right? You got a chance, just go for it, right? Don't be scared of like, am I gonna miss, right? Or is it gonna be a really bad shot? And then you know, coach is gonna be like screaming at me and whatnot. But now you know they're so confident, and when you're that confident in taking a shot chances are you're going to score. And that's what we're seeing. Right. Yeah. Especially in a hostile crowd such as Keyword Stadium. I mean, this is a, a club that before they joined USL Championship, when they were still in Anissa, they were widely known for a ruckus atmosphere with the, with the Northern Guard uh, there in presence. So the fact that we're able to just fire those off with confidence in, in, a, in a hostile uh, environment, I mean, that just speaks volumes uh, for this uh, for this club this season. Yeah, they definitely have a loud atmosphere. I don't know if everyone, maybe I'm sure you heard it, right? You heard them and their chants and all that. They're super loud. They had, uh, actually, they had 7,011 people in attendance, which. That's big. That's, that's, that's big. pretty decent. Yeah. Yeah. For good USL. Numbers. I mean, we're, we're usually way better than that. But for USL, that's really good. Yeah. And granted, the stadium, I think, has around like 8,000 or so uh, seats there. And uh-huh. so, I mean, that's almost a, a sellout, too. I mean, if that team had a stadium like ours, I I, I have no doubt they'd be pretty close to that 11,000 of ours. So quite quite something else, too. And I got to say, too, I mean, they, they lost 2-0, but the, those supporters were actually chanting all the way through the end as much as their team really didn't really show much of a performance tonight. And when you see supporters that are still there, you know, like supporting their team, no matter what, that's, that's pretty awesome. I got to say, especially for uh, fans who had never seen their team probably lose uh, in a long time. Right. Cause we just talked about them, you know, having a 15 game undefeated streak. at you home. You know, you did hear the fans booing at the end of the game, right? I don't think they were booing us. I think they were booing their own squad. Oh really? Oh wow! You I didn't. didn't I didn't hear that, hear that part. No, I, I just. Yeah, oh, I turned it off right after. <laughs> um, yeah. To get ready for this, but wow. Well, if well, I take back what I said. <laughs> but it was only to the very end. It was oh, only okay. the very end. You could hear them booing. But again, we don't know if they were booing us for winning, or if they were booing their squad, or a call, or a non-call from the referee. But there was a lot of booing. You know, it, it may have been a, a booing at the ref. For uh, I'm sure people wanted more minutes of extra time. They probably wanted six, seven, but I, I thought four minutes was fair. But I mean, they're entitled to boo, just like we would probably right boo to the ref if uh, we see that amount of time as well. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there were a lot of cards. I mean, other than um, against Roro and 
uh, who else uh, got a card, but I didn't see a whole lot of stoppage, a whole lot of diving, anything like that. I mean, this was just a down to business match. I mean, I mm-hmm. really don't get a lot of those uh, in USL nowadays. Yeah, we really don't. Right. I mean, usually there's cards everywhere, fouls everywhere, but this was a pretty clean match. Yeah, this was pretty good. Um, kind of going back on the topic of, of shots, uh, Around like the 15th minute, Roro had just an amazing shot that hit the post. I don't know if uh, you guys remember oh, that, that one. was gorgeous. Oh, man. It was going to be like a curved shot. It, goal of the week easily to and even maybe candidate for a goal of the season is, is what that would have been like. But uh, once again, Roro, you know, with those magic shots. Yep. Yeah, I I had just taken my eyes off the off my mobile phone because I was trying to pull the match up on, on the TV uh, through Fox40.com. And I, and I had just heard it on the phone, but hadn't got, had gotten a chance to, to watch it. I was like, oh, man, I, mean, I just hear all, all the noise going on in the uh, the feed and getting the messages in a little private chat that we have. Like, oh, man, <laughs> I missed it. It's the bathroom line private, curse. I love our private chat. I so love our little private chat that we have going on. Um, and if anybody wants, you know, to join in on that, let us know. We can add you on Facebook Messenger. But it's really a blast, that that area to chit-chat during the game, you know. It's yeah. pretty cool. It, it's, it's a fun thing. So uh, I don't know if you – did you start the group chat, Sharon? Or shout out to whoever started it. I don't remember right now. but It but probably was, was me. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. I have to look back and see who the admin is of it. It doesn't really <laughs> matter. It's there and it's working. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was a really great idea, whoever it was, if it was you or anyone else. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, first half, phenomenal performance too. And I said it on that group chat too, but it, I think the game should have been 3-0. No doubt about it at the end of the first half. I mean, Detroit got so lucky that you know, we had some shots that either hit the post or they were close shots or their goalkeeper saved it. But hands down, we, we had a really amazing first half. And I think a lot of the game just felt like we were playing at home. The team, like, was so confident with everything that I, I think for a second they thought they were at Harhill Park. Uh, maybe when, back when, <laughs> before we expanded it, right, which made it about the same capacity yeah. right before yeah. I got the extra like 3,000 seats but mm-hmm. yeah, that's how I felt about that well with all the home kids that were in the crowd there in Detroit uh, which basically looks like ours with the exception of the uh the Chevy dealership uh in front the naked guy and uh, naked guy on the crest <laughs> I mean it might as well have been a home game from the look of those uh, jer- uh, jerseys out there but uh, you guys I know I'm still an- on anesthesia when I was watching the game because I kept going the number eight in Burgundy, that doesn't look like Roro. That's somebody else. Why is he wearing the eight? And then I had to remind myself, we're in white. But I did that to myself. I psyched myself out like three or four times during the match because of the color of their, their kit. And because I'm still coming off anesthesia, right? So I was getting like this mild confusion watching the game. It's like, no, he, that should be 17. That guy's, oh, it's the other team. He, he doesn't, he's not Luther, you know? <laughs> Yeah, it's funny to be in my brain when I'm um, coming off anesthesia. Well, thankfully, it's not the anesthesia that's uh, got you seeing things. But uh, either way, <laughs> with this win, either way, with this win, we can tell Detroit City like we, like we were uh, Colonel Clink and Hogan's heroes. Dismissed. 
dismissed. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, a uh, good point, Jared. That's true, right? I mean, this team basically is a copy of ours with the home kit and uh, uh, it, that probably helped, right? And when you see jerseys that look like yours <laughs> in the stands, you could just make yourself believe like, yeah, I'm at home and I don't, I'm not looking at what's on the jersey. I'm just looking at that design and I'm pretty sure that's, that's our design. And, you know, this, these are fans of ours, just, they happen to be in Detroit. You know, yeah, because they, they, like they were all wearing the burgundy. The fans were all had burgundy on like our, yeah. our <laughs> old glory red or whatever you want to call it. So it was uh, it's all very confusing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I made the joke on, on our group chat that being that it's Detroit's first season in USL, uh, they're trying to replicate what Sac Republic did. Right. Which is when, uh, you know, their USL championship first title in their first season wearing a similar kit. And so mm-hmm. they were like, all right, let's try this formula. Work for them. Let's see if it works for us. Uh, <laughs> similar size sta- stadium, too. So <laughs> so, so, na- so now that's got another glouses of gratitude. <laughs> Thank you very much, uh, Detroit City FC and Northern Guard, for making us feel at home so much that we thought we were at home winning this with all, with all the old glory red in, in the crowd. So thank you very much. Next Detroit pizza's on me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, hopefully we don't need our words right at the end of the season and they happen to make it happen and, and all that. But <laughs> we'll see. Hopefully not. But uh, And, you know, some of the chants that the Northern Guard were doing as well, pretty similar to a TV ones, right? Especially the one where, you know, they say, can you hear so-and-so sing, right? I heard that too, although they have a more, like, accelerated version of that too. They say that pretty quick, so kind of interesting but so yeah even the chants are a little similar so uh well moving on to the second half uh of play let's go ahead and look at yeah another amazing goal by uh keko back in the score sheet i mean i, I wish the guy would have scored first so i would have gotten a point but still happy that he gave us a goal again because he, he was well deserved of a goal i mean the, the guy was going after every ball, doing exactly what I think we all want to see all of our players do, right? Always go for it and always like take your opportunities whenever you can. And here, I mean, the guy was in the right spot at the right time. Nowhere near offside. I know the the Detroit guys are trying to ask for an offside call. He was just right there. He saw the play and Roro gives him a great pass, sees him come through. He uh, takes out one of the defenders and then just pulls the shot right out. I mean, talk about quite a great goal right especially uh, i mean just a great play all together as well what were you guys' thoughts on on this goal mind blown just mind blown because it was so good it was so perfect and the passing was spot on and keko did his thing you know he he has the best change in uh pace he has the best change his turn and he, i just knew he wasn't going to lose the ball I mean, you just have this feeling that he was that close to the net. He wasn't going to mess it up. He was going to get it right in the net, and he did. Um, nobody stood a chance. You know, you get Keko in the box, he's super dangerous. You do not want to leave, give him any kind of space just because he is such a mature player, uh, and he's seen it all. He's, he knows he probably could have made those guys, you know, because he's that that good. Keko was determined to get a goal tonight. I mean, just by watching the first half alone, I mean, he was just getting in there, putting in shot after shot. Some of them had fallen short, but this one, he was just at the right place, right time, 
again, just uh, got it nailed in there. So that persistence is something we love to see and it paid off. So awesome that, that Keiko just kept, uh, kept grinding, got, uh, got his chance and then cashed in on it. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of grinding, I, um, the, what Luis Felipe and what Matt LaGrasa did as D mids, you know, you hardly ever saw the ball get back to Lee or Dan Casey or Connor Donovan. You didn't often see them involved in much of the play and same with Jack. And it was because we kept everything on our front foot. It was a, it was a beautiful thing. Yeah. There were times where, you know, it did go through the defense, but it was casual. It didn't ever see seem frenetic. Like we've seen other, other, the guys kept their cool the whole match from all the way through, but I, I thought Luis Felipe and Matt LaGrasso did a really good job of preventing them from establishing any attacks. And if you notice, there was one of the things that our strikers did, and sometimes Dougie did it, but our strikers and our attacking midfielders, they swarmed. The minute Detroit would, uh, you know, regain possession in their defensive third, our guys swarmed them. They swarmed them. It was an amazing, it was very different watching this match versus you know, some other matches where we didn't swarm or we didn't go after knockdown rebounds on either end. So today, technically and strategically, this team was the standard. You know, we're setting that standard over and over again. And today they set the standard and just it was a beautiful game. Yeah. I keep waiting, though, for Jack Gurr to find a way to score. You know, now Damia mm. did from the left side, you know, where, where um, Duke usually plays. And now we just need Jack Gurr. <laughs> to release his talent just the same way Damia did just to go in and get a, a nice little goal. So that's on my wish list for him over the next couple of weeks. My wish list for Jacker is to score a nice little rocket that he's known to, you know, he can, and when he takes a chance and he shoots, it's a rocket. So. Oh yeah. He's, he's long overdue a goal. So hopefully it happens soon because we want to see that dance or at least you want to just like do a little remix of a celebration and with the song in the background. And then Jared's probably going to have the meme ready right there. Oh man, <laughs> that would be fab. Cool. That would be great. So this uh, is good. We've yeah. got our two two goals covered so far. And we think in an, uh, at the end of the game, when Roro got subbed off, we thought that was an, an, inten- an intentional yellow card for some reason, because our next opponent is LA Galaxy 2. And, you know, Maybe there's, we don't need, we don't need, we can let him rest. We can let him, you know, get past his accrual of yellow cards at this, at the LA Galaxy 2 match, since it's a home match and we have Nick Ross is coming back and we've got all kinds of options. So if there was ever a time to serve a yellow, this is is it. Is he serving the yellow? Do we have that? He's got Okay. Well, well. Yeah. So, so he is not going to be available against uh, Los Dos, like uh, Sharon said. So that will give him some rest and uh, hopefully get, give him a little extra time to prepare for taking on a uh, uh, big LA uh, on the twenty first. Yeah, yeah. Big boy. That, that's true. Yeah, although it is a shame because we know he he loves to score against Los Dos and he has a special thing for them. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, so it's, that's a shame, right? We won't be able to relive that, but we will be able to see him at Monterey. So that is that is a good thing. We could see him yes. there. Yes. <laughs> Can't wait. I cannot wait to, to get over there. <laughs> but I do have to say with the referee giving him a yellow card, my uh, biggest thing with that is that if referees are going to start giving yellow cards and these uh, substitutions because they claim that there's time being wasted, 
then I want to see it done everywhere. I don't want to just see it done against us in this opportunity. I want to see it done in those games where, you know, we're losing at home, which luckily, you know, hasn't happened to us quite yet, right? But I want to see that done as well because we've seen a lot of teams waste time at our home and referees just don't do much about that or don't pull a yellow card. I mean, I can't even recall a moment when a referee pulled a yellow card on on an away team um, ever. So uh, I want to see that happen. And and if they're going to establish this, then, you know, we hopefully better see that being established throughout the league. So that's my my thoughts on that. But yeah, so we got the win 2-0 again. Uh, arguably, I want to say the best uh, away match we've had thus far and second away win of the season. Jared got to experience the other one firsthand and it's good because when I mentioned before, the formula you need to go to playoffs is try to win as much as you can at home. If possible, you know, just don't let any points, right, <laughs> fall through. Um, and then away, maybe get, you know, one or two, three games that are pretty good where you get wins and you're solid. So we're doing our job. They're doing the job also maintaining that good streak at home. We're in a good, we're in a good spot right now. We are in a total awesome spot right now. So we'll we'll see what happens next week. How are we doing on games in hand, Luis? You always pull up our stats. Oh yeah, so we're doing a little bit better now. Uh, I'm I'm pretty happy to see that. You know, now there's some teams that well they still have to play their games right. And as we speak right now, there's a couple of them playing right now, right? Um, mm-hmm. But we're sitting in fifth place, 13 games played. Jared will be happy to know that we're actually above Phoenix now, thanks to the fact that. They have a nice. really bad goal differential, negative <laughs> uh, five. Um, our goal differential is now at four, right? Which is good. Glad we got those two goals and that we didn't get scored on because it's going to benefit us on that uh, goal differential side. Um, but above us, you know, you got San Antonio in first place. Hey, we beat them. We can beat them again, right? Um, th- they got 30 points and 13 games played. You got Colorado at the time being right now uh, of recording. They're tying 0-0. 28 points, 12 games played. San Diego is sitting third place, 14 games played, 25 points. So one more than we do and just three points above us. And uh, also uh, stating that they're winning right now, 1-0, and they're actually already counting the three points. So should San Diego lose, they're going to be right there with us with 22 points. Or should they tie, they'll just be a point away. Um, And you got New Mexico with uh, one game less than we do, but they also have 22 points. And then again, below us, Phoenix, El Paso, they're currently playing, by the way, actually, I should state that as well. Um, uh, but they're 0-0. They're already giving them the point, so that's why they're at 22 points right now. But reality, they're at 21 points if uh, they end up losing. You got RGB currently winning. They're at 21 points if they maintain that win. You got Oakland in ninth, uh, losing against RGB, uh, 19 points and uh, 16 games played and so forth. So we're moving away from those uh, lower spots. And in terms, again, of games played uh, with the teams that are below us, you know, they have more games than we've played. So that should make us feel good in the fact that we're, we're pretty far from them because we still have uh, some games to catch or to catch up to the teams that are below us, which is what you want to see, right? Because <laughs> they're the teams that are uh, threatening with uh, taking over those playoff spots. So, we're in a good position. Six games, one, four ties, three losses. This is an excellent record. And as Jared mentions, right, when we talk about past season, 
well, we're just two wins away from tying, right? Last season's wins. So this is pretty good considering we're not even halfway through the season yet. So there's and, lots more opportunities for sure. Oh, uh, absolutely. And and we're going to need them because, uh, I mean, not only are we taking on Los Dos and uh, Monterey uh, soon, we're also getting our hands full with, uh, for example, uh, Birmingham, who, of course, they, they ended up beating Phoenix last weekend. And we also have Phoenix then the next weekend after that. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be some matches that are going to be uh, some cause for concern. I'm just glad that we were able to take down uh, such a, a hot team like Detroit. I mean, they were, I mean, this is their first season, you know, coming off a NISA championship and they're just carrying it on. Mott. But, uh, you know, we, we had the answer for them uh, two nil at, at their home stadium. So, you know, we're, we're overcoming challenges this year. I mean, we're beating teams that we've never beat before and Detroit is no exception. Yeah, that's so true. Good things are looking really great for us, and hopefully, they, they keep that going on. So, let's go ahead and move on to pod winner dinner. Our famous competition here on the podcast <laughs> has us feeling really competitive because, as y'all know, we're pretty competitive people, and, and you've heard it here. <laughs> so, yep. none of us got a point in this game. Uh, but I gotta say, Sharon was close. Had Detroit scored one goal, she would have gotten uh, the point. Uh, but none of us guessed uh, the 2-0 win. And so we're moving on to the next game, which is going to be next Saturday against Los Dos at 8 p.m. We're going back home. And so who wants to go first? Give us your uh, score and uh, first goal score. And also our new rule, right, that we've established, which is should that First goal scorer not make an appearance. Who's your your sub goal scorer? Then we also have to remember that Roro's not going to be available for for Saturday, for Saturday, so that takes mm-hmm. him off the list. Good point. Yeah, I'm glad you you mentioned that. <laughs> yeah, don't pick Roro and don't even pick him as a backup. Yeah, I get it. All right, just remind me when it's my turn again that, that not to do that. Okay, because I don't right now. I'm not tracking. The world is brand new for me. Luis, what is your prediction? So I got a 2-0 win, right? What better than uh, give two goals against Los Dos because they got the two in the name, so 2-0 would be nice. And I got Gecko scoring the first goal. Should he not be at the match, then I have uh, Dougie getting the goal. All right. Fair enough. I also like the 2-0 win, but let me see what LA is. What's their form been like lately, Luis? What's LA's form? Uh, let's see. Let's take a look at their form. Currently, they're tying 0-0, right? Barely match started like a couple of minutes ago against Colorado. Um, but in the last couple of matches, they beat RGV Toros at RGV. And then they tied against San Diego Loyo at home 2-2. And before that, they lost against Oakland at Oakland 1-0. And before that, they got trashed at Memphis 5-0. So. Wow. So they're all over the map as far as what they're able to do. Um, I'm going to go with a 2-1 score. I'm going to let them have a goal, even though I don't want them to get a goal. I'm going to be a 2-1-er. And, um, oh God, I hate to mimic you, but after what Keko did today, and I don't know if, if Dami is going to be starting next week. Oh, gosh. So Keko, yes. First goal. Uh, if he doesn't play or he's on the you know, bench or doesn't see the the field. What is it? What's that rule? Is it, do they, is it, they can't, are they sick? Wait, 
How does the rule go? I think if they don't see any minutes, right? So if they're kept on the bench, they were never subbed in, then yeah, your sub comes comes in. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I think my sub, I don't think I'm going to go with Dougie um, because they're going to have to put somebody else in in place of Roro. So who, hmm, dang it. I'm going to go with Nick Ross just out of the blue because they'll probably put him in. Okay. Nick Ross. The boss. All right. I most, most likely will be wrong, but oh, well. Yeah, That's okay. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, it's exciting. Yeah. He's my sub. Keck was my first, but uh, Nick is my sub. All right. Jared. I'm going to say three, one. And that one is either going to be just uh, maybe something that uh, nobody could have done anything about or, for, or basically just crashing the net. But I still say we're going to end up winning three, one. Uh, I'm going to say Damia will probably get the first goal. And if for some reason, if Dom, uh, Damia's not available, I'm going to go with Luther. Luther Vandross. Cool. Well, interesting score lines. Um, I think one of us is going to get it. I think one of us is going to get the right score. Um, I think I'm pretty confident about that. So to recap, I say 2-0. We got Keiko scoring first, or if he's not available, then uh, Dougie. You got Sharon saying a 2-1. Keiko scoring first. If he's not available, then Nick Ross, the boss. And you got Jared saying 3-1. Tamiya scoring, he's not available, then Luther. So that's what we got for uh, the next game and uh, should be an interesting one. All right. Well, speaking of that game, uh, we are going to be having our traditional town hall show, live show on on the socials, on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube on Friday at 7.30 p.m. So if you're interested in being on there to give your thoughts, uh, then Feel free to check our socials. We're going to be sharing uh, the link directly to our virtual studio on there. And it's pretty easy. It all goes through a browser. You don't have to download anything. And you can hop on. You can have your camera on if you want. If not, all good. We just need to hear you, of course. So uh, feel free to check the socials and we'll be sharing that link out. Of course, you're also welcome to leave a comment if you don't want to actually say something right in person. Uh, So you got that option as well. All right, Jared. You got a USL Unsolved Mystery for us tonight? Well, I've been hearing from the, the private chat uh, from, from one of our biggest Republic FC and Fuego fans, uh, Scott Bradford, uh, the comparison in the fields between uh, Fresno State and uh, Heart Health Park. So from what I've heard, the uh, the Fresno State uh, pitch has been in uh, – most immaculate condition compared to our humble abode. So granted, one could say that perhaps Fresno State has to maintain NCAA standards. I mean, that could certainly be it. Whereas Heart Health Park, seeing as it's uh, a private entity, uh, more or less, uh, albeit it is located on the state of California property, uh, that the standards might not uh, closely match uh, one another. And we have unfortunately have had some complaints on the quality of the pitch, including uh, one match earlier this season where everybody was slipping on the brown ice, as as one could put it. So, if we're supposed to maintain standards, and and once again, this is not a serious uh, uh, the word I'm looking for, um, not a serious attack on our ground crew because I, I know they they definitely keep busy as much as they can, but. Why is it that a smaller venue like uh, Fresno State, um, I mean, sm- smaller as far as league-wise goes, 
is in much better condition than our second tier field, which uh, granted, yes, it does hold multiple events more than soccer matches. But why is it that we can't maintain decent field conditions uh, throughout the majority of the season? We've done it in the past, but, but what's happening here? I mean, Thankfully, it's not as bad as Oakland last year or with uh, Tulsa's uh, One Oak Field with the retractable pitcher's mound. But we can do better, folks. I mean, this could well be one of our last uh, seasons at Hard Health Park before we get moved into the rail yard stadium. I mean, let's go out in immaculate condition as we can. Let's see if we can work on this field. We can't let Fresno outshine us. I mean, granted, they're, they're a great club, especially with, you know, our podcast magic himself, Villian Vijay, but let's get our field as good as well. Why not us? Very good unsolved mystery, Jared. We shall see uh, as the season unfolds how well the pitch is maintained and whether or not they're still going to allow concerts. Well, they are. They actually have already, and that has a tendency to ruin the field. But, you know, I San Jose suffers the same thing. They hold concerts on the grass there, and I think they protect the grass. Uh, you know, every, every venue is supposed to be able to host other things. But in my mind, I prefer the purest mentality that, no, this is absolutely just for soccer. <laughs> but we can't. It's not. It's never that way. Yeah, and they are actually having more um, concerts at Har Hill Park coming soon already. I mean, a couple of different ones i know uh, there's a really good one odessa too i know jared will really like this one right uh, uh odessa coming through uh september 29th i, I might even go to that one <laughs> um but uh, we'll see in this next one i mean uh, they're having a sad summer festival uh show there right i believe it's a rock festival on july 8th and then the next day we play against the roots there at home so we'll see how the pitch is on july 9th right just to give us a indication of how how things are like but uh, you know i'm with you jared i think they they need to figure out right how to get it to to look like it, it looked like before and i don't know if usl has any standards I, I evidently probably not right because look at what happened at oakland <laughs> but uh they should probably have their standards too right if, if ncaa has these things it's like come on usl you're you're a pretty big league as well so you should probably be checking up on uh, the pitches and make sure it's all good because you also risk the risk of injuries, right? It goes both sides. So they, they got to watch out with, you know, the integrity of the players as well. Yep. All agreed. So that's cool. Unsolved mysteries. We kind of went through the game. We named all the players that we loved. You know, we love our back three line, you know, our three central defenders. We love our wing defenders. Um, we love the bench, you know, we love Roro. We love what they did today. They were just in sync and they were clicking all the way through. Our guys were just clicking. It, it was precise and efficient as somebody, Tina, I think, or Jane said that it was a very efficient match. Was that you, Jared, that said that? No, it was me because I had noticed that we only had one minute of stoppage play. So there wasn't really a whole lot of anything stopping uh, or holding up the game like we usually encounter. So yeah. it was definitely, you know, precise. We just, we just moved on. We didn't have any theatrics. We just got in there, played the game, got it when we got knocked down. Yep. And the guys will be able to get a couple days off here. Well-deserved. They'll travel home tomorrow. Three more flights. I don't know if it's two or three flights home from Detroit to get to Sacramento. 
And then uh, they'll get a, probably an extra day of rest. Monday will be like a day off and then they'll start training again on, uh, on Tuesday is my guess. Um, Cause usually on home, when we know we're playing at home, the training schedule usually goes Tuesday's kind of a light day. Wednesday's going to be a heavy day of training. Mm-hmm. Thursday, you start to lighten up Friday, you, Thursday or Friday, you go out to heart health park and you play out there just to be reacquainted with our turf. So they always have a, a practice out there, a training session at heart health. And then they, you know, and then it's time for game. So mm-hmm. I, I think, uh, I think our guys are going to be very well tuned up and ready to go. All right. Well, um, I have one last request uh, to all of our listeners right now. Uh, if you enjoy what we do, uh, you know, and if you want to see us even do even more things here on the show, because we are working on player interviews, which uh, will be recorded soon. We're working on that current players and even uh, some former players in the mix as well here uh, throughout the season. We're also going to do that, not just uh, during the off season. Uh, we invite you to share this podcast with a friend, the family member, Uh, It would really help us out a lot. Uh, We definitely have gotten a lot of listens thanks to word of mouth. And and we really appreciate everyone who does that. And we could see that support every time we post a new episode and we see our our listen count go up. So thank you so much to everyone who does that. But if you just share it with one person, it really goes uh, a long ways for us too. And uh, that's the best uh, form of uh, support you could give to us. I agree with you, Luis. And I'll I'll tell you what, people are really interested in hearing the fans' perspective. And I love Connor's breakaway. I love all the little mini interviews that they've done. I really do appreciate that, that Sac Republic puts that on. But when, when we start yakking about, you know, our experiences and our, our viewpoints, it's, it's definitely different than any of the other podcasts that are out there with respect to Central Valley soccer and with a highlight on, of course, Sac Republic. But, you know, we, we're, we're unique. Every, all the other good podcasts kind of fell off to the wayside. So we're basically a supporters podcast. would love to get anybody on the show. Really, Luis, you know, some, some folks in TVB, that'd be, you know, dynamite little by little to get some of them on as well as guests really like this. Good idea. Yeah. And, uh, of course, uh, you know, we're still going to keep doing this podcast. As we always say, uh, we might be the only fan run Psych Republic podcast currently, but we're going to promise you that we'll, as long as we could speak, <laughs> we'll still be uh, doing shows here. And of course, working on improving the show as, as always and getting you all even more content uh, on and off the podcast, as I mentioned earlier with uh, some videos as well. Um, we're, we're wanting to be not just uh, audio-based, but video-based and not just through live shows, but also through uh, unique uh, videos that are uploaded on our YouTube channel. So, all right, Sharon, Jared, thank you so much for uh, being on here, spending uh, some of your Saturday evening post-match time here with us. Thank you, Luis, for uh, spending your time putting all this together and doing all the editing. This one should go fast because it was a short podcast. So, Good luck with that. Yeah, not much bloopers, yeah. by the way, but people well, still tune in. There's a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, I kind of, it's good that you've made it short because I'm still, you're, you're very considerate of me and my needs because it's like, you do not want this mouth to just keep blabbing on and on and on because <laughs> anesthesia. So good thing we're making it short. All right, you guys. See it's you later. Bloopers. It's more bloopers yeah. for us though. But I don't know. <laughs> How good are yeah. we good? Yeah, just don't go with putting on the uh, best of the doors uh, while you're still going through that, okay? (laughs) Uh, No, 
No, I even have a hard time following the news. You know, I'm kind of, yeah, it's really fun to be coming off of the good stuff, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, everyone have a great evening. We'll see you next Friday at the 7.30 p.m. on our town hall live show. And as always, let's go Republic. Vamos Republic. Vamos España. <laughs> Cue the music. All right. Well, Sharon, Jared. Oh, let me backtrack. <laughs> I can't be skipping this, right? Come on. Everyone wants to hear the unsolved mystery. All right. Loopers. I know you mentioned Lee Gibson, right? But I guess Lee Desmond, right? <laughs> That's not going to make That's it in the loopers, the by the way. Oh, yeah, no. It's not the first time I've called him Gibson. Why? That's the second time. Like several, a couple months ago, I called him. I have no idea what I called him, but I know it wasn't right. And so thank you. Oh, yes, Lee Gibson. I, I, I didn't catch that too well. Uh, don't worry. And, and, Lee Desmond. And, I just said it again. <laughs> in, in post, I'll get rid of the Gibson part. And you'll just say Lee. So works out. The magic of uh, editing. <laughs> yeah. And I know you're, you're going to get on still, it. I, still, little, still in a recovery period. So don't even trip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hey, you got his name right though. Lee, Lee, his first name. That's uh, imagine if you would have said something different, right? Like, like, yeah, like Darik do, Gibson. Do not quiz me. Do not quiz me on on what player plays where and what their numbers are and you know where they're from. Don't. This is not that day. Yeah. Although no, no Republic Jeopardy for sure today. No zero. <laughs> if, if it'll help us as mnemonics, we can think of some of our players in regard to garments. I mean, we. We recognize Dougie as uh, too fast, too short shorts. Lee Desmond, you just have to remember Lee jeans. I mean, it's yeah. it, it 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 just comes across. So, just the fact that he, that he got his name right, you know that that's that's fine. So, <laughs> don't even worry about it. I know. And to all the players, you know, you are like heck of love. So, um, it doesn't matter what we call you. We love you anyhow. <laughs> oh.